Hello, my name is Kiana W. Mitchell, and I am a singer, songwriter, podcaster, and relationship coach. I am also a Christian who for years grew up in a religion that taught me to fear God instead of have a relationship with God. It wasn't until I lost my religion and developed a relationship with God that I was able to understand how much God really loved me. Each one of us have a story to tell about how we found God. Each one of us have taken a different path and a different journey to find God. So join me as we go on a journey through interviews and music to discover how people find God. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Finding God Podcast. I'm your host, Kiana W. Mitchell. Our guest this week for the podcast is Kendra Crump. Kendra is a comedian from Atlanta, Georgia, and she reached out to me to be a guest on the podcast. Now, I have two podcasts, and one is about relationships, and then this is the other podcast that I have called Finding God. So when I told Kendra about these two podcasts and asked her which one she wanted to be on, she immediately wanted to be a guest on this podcast. And she was very excited to talk with me and share with me about how she found God. Kendra has an amazing story about how she came to realize how much God loves her. And so without further ado, here is the interview that I did with Kendra. Hello, Kendra. How are you doing today? I am living the dream, sis. I'm awesome, and thank you so much for being on the Finding God podcast. I'm really excited to hear your story of how you found God. But first, let me ask you one question. What was your childhood like? Growing up, uh, I grew up in like a half a two-parent household. Like, it was kind of two-parent, but by the time me and my kid brother came along, my parents were like, okay, we're done messing with each other. I'm going to go my way, you go your way. My dad, who um, was the... Uh, like marketing producer, vice president, president of Sony and Warner Brother Records, he was a you know breadwinner. So of course he took the money with him. And then it was like my mother had had the kids. My dad wanted to be a bachelor. And I'm like, father, you're past the AARP age. Okay. Who's gonna want you? But anyway, whatever. You know how <laughs> some of these men think that they still got it at 80. That's why they try to holler at you and I. Back to the story. Back to the story. You know you're wrong, brother. Um so it was like a a, rat, a riches to rag story. And I really, you know, and we grew up in an evangelistic household. Um, and my father, once he decided to go off living his best life with one of his many women, um, and that's why, you know, the Bible does talk about, you know, uh, bad company corrupts good character, I believe, if I got that correct. And you do have to be mindful of who you um, hang around because she was into Scientology. And, um, I didn't really realize that till later on, but, you know, I really, at the age of 11, when we were really real deal struggling, like four people in a one bedroom house, oh, wow. apartment complex, I like denounced God. And then on top of that, it didn't help that I was watching good times. And this is after James died. Spoiler alert. You know, some people still ain't seen good times, but this is after James died and, and, and Florida found the atheist to be with. And he was convincing Michael that God wasn't real and all is happening. And I'm like, yeah, God is not real. And I think that's when I started like cursing people out more ready to fight folks. Like it was a whole 
demon within me that I didn't realize was what that's what it was right and I eventually came back to God after we finally got our life back together which is the ultimate no-no in the Christianity um world you got to always have that faith in God no matter what you know you're going to have the good times you're going to have the bad times but he still wants you to be faithful but again that comes with maturity and so I had to learn and again it was it was on top of that when you aren't properly trained on how who how good God is and who he really is you're not going to know how to handle certain situations you can't just pray everything away it doesn't work like that he gives us certain resources and tools and so with my mother a lot of stuff was swept underneath the the rug uh, you know right. don't talk about this what was that would you say that was kind of like in your household too where you guys were open about talking about issues well see it just depends on what issues we talk about everything but then going back to what you said you were 11 okay mm-hmm. so if you're a child there's no way you're going to be able to process all of these things because if you're you, you said your mom didn't even talk about it so if your mom didn't even talk about these things and everything was swept under the rug so clearly she didn't know how to deal with the situation so you can't expect your 11 year old child understand what's going on and then you'd be like well you know and honestly pray and ask god what's happening it's because it only makes sense for you to be upset if you had all these things before life was good and then all of a sudden everything just you know went wrong for you so it totally makes sense Mm -hmm. how you felt and so even though like you said it does once you get older and more mature you know you realize things but even then i think it's okay for us to question god and ask him you know what's going on why is this happening because I do think we want to know. And even Job in the Bible asked what was going on. And even though most people want to jump on the fact that God was like, well, you know, I'm God and you shouldn't ask me all these things. But the thing I always see that's so amazing about that conversation is that God, he answered him because God didn't have to answer, but he took the time to answer. And I don't even see it as a rebuke when he was talking to him. It was more like just explaining who he is again. So he would realize that he was the only one who could help him more so than condemning him for asking questions. So I just think your whole experience was normal. Let me ask mm-hmm. one question. You mentioned that you grew up in, um, you said evangelical home or evangelistic Yeah, evangelistic. Home? My mother was pretty much a minister. So she had us in church. We went to, uh, so I'm born and raised in Atlanta. A lot okay. of folks, um, are you, are you, have you been to Atlanta before? Several times. Yeah. Okay, great, 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 great. So um, one of the churches that was a mega church, Creflo Dollar World Changers. Have you uh-huh. Okay, cool. My mother's been going there since the 80s. I was born like mid, late 90s. And right. so I remember also having an early depiction of, of God, but not in a great way. And guys, there's a disclaimer. I'm not trying. You got to tell people because it's going to be people like, you're over here slandering the man's name. And I'm like, lady, stop it okay stop it um but I the few people that were in ministry I remember I was seven years old and um they had us in I forgot it's it's different types of like with different ages age groups they have you in a different program particular program when I was at seven I remember one of the youth pastors said if you don't go and get uh saved right now you all are going to hell like scream like you know hell is this scary place yeah of course it's a scary place and everybody's depiction of hell is different like Dante's Inferno to you know whatever you're living we're living on hell on earth whatever it might be and so of course I didn't want to go to hell I didn't want that to happen to me. So I went and I got fake saved and 
you know, but I still was doing what I felt like doing. It really wasn't taught to me how properly how I was supposed to do, but mom would, like I said, we'd go to church three times a week, but I still never felt any power into any anointing. So even with all of that, wasn't there one thing that you took away about God loving you to help you? Even when you said that, you know, you didn't, you denounce God. Was there one part of you that was like, had some affection for him or thought of something that, okay, well, maybe he still loves me. Like, did you, anything like that ever resonate with you as a kid? No, I never did because I, like I said, I was never taught to that your life is going to happen, but you still want to be able to push through. You know, I just kept thinking, because I remember I got, like I said, I was watching Good Times and I just got to that point. I'm like, yeah, if God is so good, why do we have X, Y, and Z? Somebody brought it to my attention that he gives us free will. Mm-hmm. And that was mainly the, the, the real deal about it. it. He just gives us free will. And, and so with that being said, a lot of different things happen because of, of it might be your destiny. It might, you know, but in my mind, I'm thinking if God is so good, the stuff that we're supposed to be going through, we're not supposed to be going through. Like I always thought that if you become a saved Christian and now your problems will magically disappear right right and then I would sit here and compare myself to other people comparison it's horrible yeah I would compare myself to other people because I'm like that person is a horrible person but they're popular I definitely got to that point where to answer your question I didn't really feel like there was no goodness because the things I I was dealing with so much you know you're dealing with puberty you're dealing with you know young boys and sexual harassment you know you don't want to tell because if you tell then you know snitches get stitches type of thing and I'm like God isn't gonna protect me if I end up getting jumped and stuff like that like I literally uh, because I've seen that happen kids will sit here get beat up and I'm like where was God I didn't feel that goodness until I feel like like late teenagehood early 20s a few years ago you mentioned a little bit about your middle school years so tell me a little bit more about adolescence, especially like high school. How was that for you? And what were you thinking at that point? I watched so much television and I thought that my main goal was like, I'm going to be popular and have a boyfriend for every day of the week. And I failed at both. Okay. Like I, like I grew up a tomboy and that also was an issue because now it's like, I'm going to tell you this. I remember, and this is why you got to, you know, be mindful of what you watch, yeah. be mindful of what you listen to very first time I remember seeing a naked body that was not my own I was seven years old and it was a pop-up on my father's computer right now I'm not gonna sit here and just assume my dad was watching that you know but then again who knows right you know who knows he's by himself who knows right Mm -hmm. I remember seeing the pop-up and I just thought okay let me let me click I'm like oh that's what that looks like oh okay didn't really know what it was it's just like this intrigues me yeah. I remember I was 14 and I had a dream that I had kissed a girl this girl I went to school with it wasn't like we were just like sitting here full on it was just a peck and I woke up and I was like like oh my gosh I'm gay now like I was scared because yeah. the two things that are deemed as horrible in the church like a death sentence is being homosexual and fornicating and smoking weed I was scared right I was really scared so I'm now dealing with an identity crisis yeah I'm now dealing with okay 
I know for a fact that like guys, like I'm boy crazy. I literally was like scared to say something to my mom. I was just about to ask you about that. Yeah. I'm going to tell you. So I remember I was 16 and I got a best guy friend of mine or at the time we were best friends. Now we just friends. Mm -hmm. But at the time he told me that he um, is gay. Yeah. I said, oh, okay. He, before he told me that he was gay, he asked if I trust him. He told me um, that he likes guys. And I was like, oh, okay. Okay, cool. Yeah. Great. Okay. You know, I mean, I didn't have nothing else. I said, okay, yeah, that's great. He was, he felt so relieved because he had told his mother, his mother was livid, just ready to disown him. And I think that's yeah. one of the worst things that you can do with any child. I agree. So, yeah. Whether you don't agree with their lifestyle or not, you don't do that. No, because they're still your kid at the end of the day. Like, I have daughters, and it's like sometimes they get, they get on my nerves, like all kids do. But that doesn't mean I love them any less. And they know that no matter what they do, whether it makes sense or it's a stupid decision, I'm always going to be there for them. And I think kids need to know that because just like us, kids aren't perfect and they're children. So if we as adults can't figure things out, why do we expect the kids to figure things out? Like, we should expect our kids to make mistakes and mess up because that's what we did. <laughs> And just be there to support them. So I totally agree. I never could understand why people would be wanting to keep their kids out if they were homosexuals or something like that. I'm just like, well, it's still your child. Nothing has changed. So I don't get the point. But yeah, I totally agree with you. I don't think it makes any sense to do that because you're still supposed to love your kid no matter what. They're still people. They still have feelings. They need Mm -hmm. more love at that point because a lot of people with statistics, if you look at it, that people who are homosexual, they and people in that lifestyle a lot of the times they're like suicidal they're depressed they have mm-hmm. all these serious mental health issues and so you should be more understanding trying to help them because it must be hard for people to live a certain way knowing the world hates you you know that has to be difficult so i never ever can understand why somebody would do that to their kid at all yeah and that's why to give you a hand clap because you you know and you know what's so crazy even though you're speaking the truth there are gonna be people still gonna do what they want to do and I'm like you are understanding you're the problem but I remember I was 16 and I remember I just came to my mom one day and I said I think I should tell her because what's what's the worst she gonna do she gonna kick me out so I said mom I think I think I like women she was very calm you know at first you know Mm -hmm. the calm before the storm the storm didn't come until many years later Oh, wow. She was calm at first and then we prayed and I'm like, yay. I felt so straight as a line, right? Just, I, I felt like she prayed the part gay out of me, right. pa- prayed away. And I remember I bring up my best friend because we had a, we had moved at this time. We moved to a different side of town because okay. like I said, the church, even though the church was, they had multiple locations, we still would always go to the headquarters of the church on the south side of Atlanta and so um we were living like I said on the north side of of Atlanta at this time and I remember they had a video shoot the next day for one of his kids who was doing music and I said to my mom hey since old boy lives and he's pretty much his family at this point right I didn't think there was nothing wrong with me staying at his house staying the night at his house his parents were cool with it we ain't gonna do nothing there's no type of attraction to each other at all. Like yeah. this is family. Okay. So his parents are cool with it. Um, and I remember 
um, telling my mom, hey, since he's on the south side of, uh, of town and we're on the north side, I don't want you waking up at the crack of dawn trying to drop me off at this photo, sh- this video shoot. And, you know, like I was trying to kill two birds with one stone. I thought mm-hmm. it was a very good logical reason for her to do that. And she said to me, she says, okay, I'll do that. The next day, getting ready, you know, to, or that same, or, or that same night. I, I'm getting ready to go to packing up my bags and say, hey, you know, you're going to take me, drop me off. And she says, okay, I'm just going to keep it real with you. I, I thought it was a good idea at first, but because you are now in a different walk with God, um, I, I'm going to, I can't, I can't have you go over and stay the night at his house because I don't want him transitioning you back to where you were, used to be. Huh? When I tell you, she's, I brought this back up to her. She's not going to remember that. She, she does not remember that at all that she said that and the fact of the matter is there's no there i've spoken to a slew of people a part of the community yeah they're not trying to transition transition nobody into to nothing they're not doing any of that they no. literally are like a lot of them don't even want to be that way a lot yeah. of them get ridiculed they're not they're like it's like some, what you think this is a gang we're trying to like beat you up to get involved in this gang like this so when she said that I was like wow okay and after that it really went downhill I remember years after that like it was like I hung out with a girl are you gay like I don't want you you know it literally was a type of issue type of thing I remember my mother and that's why I keep my family off the internet because I don't want nobody sitting here trying to attack my family for things that they have said right yeah and so I remember I remember I was 18 and I just remember her busting in my room and saying something about you're going to hell because you're a homosexual, right? And again, I thought we we haven't visited this topic in a couple of years. Yeah. Why are we? I remember she told me that when I was in her womb, she prayed that I would not be homosexual. You guys got to realize my mother was born during the early 50s. So she's already 40, you know, some years older than me anyway. Yeah. That during that time, being homosexual was just the end all be all. So she's in this mindset that this is the worst thing possible. Mm-hmm. I had to learn to forgive my mother um, over time. I had to learn one of my favorite scriptures is father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Right. And I had to learn that at the end of the day, you have to make whatever decisions best for you. We all fall short, but we all do certain things that are um, not pleasing to God, but people want to just look at only two things that they seem are worse. And to me, I feel that that is not the way that you should live your life. No, because to be like you said, all of us have sinned. We've all done things, so you can't categorize it because it's all the same thing. You know, whether it's a lie, whether it's something else, it's all the same thing. And I think God has grace and mercy on all of us. So I can't sit up here and act like my sin is less bad than somebody else because it's all the same thing. (laughs) But on a scale of one to 10, it's all the same sin regardless of what we do. So I think that we should have grace and mercy. And like Jesus, when he found that lady, when they brought that lady to him, he told told her, go and sin no more. And then he asked him, he without sin cast the first stone. I Mm kind of think that's how it should be because we none of us have have any reason to be throwing stones at anybody. We should offer them the same grace and compassion that God gives us because we're all sinners. Like we're all in the same boat. How is how am I better than anybody else? So yeah. Let, well, let, I'm so curious. So when did 
So with all these things that are going on, I can mm-hmm. imagine God was probably one of the last people you wanted to talk to because of the representation that you were seeing going on around you. So what got you to start thinking about God again? Well, after, I will say this, right? After, you know, because sometimes the team ministry, I like the team ministry, it was fun. I had a good minister, um, the good main minister, Minister Mike, shout out to him. Um, I would still pray. I would, you know, I would be in certain support groups around the church and stuff like that. Um, I still enjoy my time. I will say I had to start finding out who God was for myself a few years ago. And I had to learn that a lot of, you know, what comes with Christianity, it was um, from my, from what I have read that it was thrown on us during slavery, a religion, people. And that's why I had to denounce Christianity and call myself a follower of Christ. Right. And, and, and what that means uh, to everybody means that I read my word. I listen to my sermon. Not only do I, do I read my word and listen to my sermon, I act upon it. And so I had to also learn, and this, this can, this conversation can, can get very deep. You know, that's why I'm only going to like kind of touch the surface with it because not, I also learned that not everybody is spiritually mature to understand and they're going to want to, you know, turn you off once you're speaking the actual truth. So yes, that's why I do. I, I say Jesus or Yeshua in Hebrew that I believe that was one of the first languages, um, if I'm not mistaken, right. um, uh, before you know the Tower of Babel and everything else talks about that in Genesis and stuff like that but I had to real deal a few years ago had to say okay who is God for myself right. I start now I do a weekly individual Bible study with me and um, another one of my followers I met through social media um, and I get to that point where I say okay um, this is all part of my plan Life is not going to go the way that you want. Quit comparing yourself to this person. You don't know what this person has to deal with. Your time will come. A lot of my, you know, because I'm a comedian for all the ones I haven't feel, figured out yet, but a lot of my trauma, a lot of my sadness comes through pain. And so um, I would, you know, my issue was loneliness. I'm like, everybody else around me has had been in a relationship. How come I haven't been in one right. type of thing, you know? And so with that being said, I had to learn your time is coming. You do not want um, a half person you want someone who is whole and someone who's complete exactly. so God is working on me and he's working on that person that's what I had a minister say I pretty much have gotten to that point where I had to like as I got older like I said hit my early 20s like probably once I hit 20 I just really started saying okay going to church more individually by myself started being around people who were less religious and more spiritual right i feel like that helped me a lot more because mm-hmm. i thought that people in the church were some of the best people in the world and i i, I done met some horrible church members the same right. ones who as soon as i leave church they act like they don't even know me but while we were in church y'all acted like you knew me right. so i started being around more people who were spiritual i like that so you just be, and see, sometimes I think that hanging around people who may not be quote unquote religious, who may not be religious might be the best thing to do because even people who are spiritually minded can give good advice, whether mm-hmm. they're doing, you know, certain things or not. I think God can use anyone to talk to us because he knows us and he knows what appeals to us. And I remember even as a kid thinking about how the donkey talked to Balaam. God used the donkey to talk to Balaam because he needed to get his attention. And sometimes 
God will use anyone to talk to us, whether it's people, whether it's music, whether it's something we read, because God knows what will get our attention and what we'll listen to. And that's the whole goal. He just wants to talk to us and reach out to us. So he'll use whatever he has to use to do that. So I think that's awesome that you were able to find people who you could talk to and help you to get an accurate understanding of God. Because I also believe that religion to me is not important. God is important. Having a relationship with God is important because at the end of the day, everyone has different religions. There's so many out there and everybody say they're right. If everyone was right, then religion would be wrong because everybody can't be right because there's so many religions out there. So I just, yeah, so I just think having a relationship with God is the way to go because God is only one person. There's one God and he consistently says the same thing. So we don't need to worry about what one religion may say or what another one may say you can and can't do just follow God. And I totally like how you just say that you're a follower of Jesus. That's about it. You have a relationship with God because that is so, so very important. If there is anyone out there who's actively looking for God, what advice would you give them? I would definitely, number one, I have a sermon uh, series I like listening to, Transformation Nation with Michael Todd out in Oklahoma. Look him up. He actually had, I found him through relationship goals. I'm like, ooh, okay. You know, I thought relationship goals were going to be like, okay, I can get the keys to the relationship. But no, it was something totally different and it was pretty helpful. I would do that. Number two, I would stop believing everything that I see um, on TV. Stop believing everything that people tell you. This is not going to send you to hell if you do this. Or like, we we don't really know who is going to heaven or hell. We really don't. Because you could be doing everything right and judge people your entire life and that could send you to hell. We really do not know. You got to be surprised. You Be surprised. You never know. Um, I think live your life. There are things that we know is wrong. And if you know it's wrong, don't do it. Yeah. Treat people like you want to be treated. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, live, live your life and find somebody to that is in a, 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 probably has a better or higher walk than you and help them to get you to where you need to go to. And that's what I would suggest. I like that. I love that because you're right. It's one of those things where you just, and then I always tell people when it comes to what you should and shouldn't do, we're all different. So I don't think it'd be, it can, I don't think there is a cookie cutter. Everybody do this. Everybody do that. Now there are some things, like you said, we know are wrong. So we definitely shouldn't do these things. But as far as like the smaller things, like there are certain things that may be okay for you to do. And it's not going to take you away from God. But if I do it, it could take me away from God. I just think the whole thing is, what are we doing that's taking us away from God? I think having that relationship with him is important. So I like that you said that. That is awesome. Well, Kendra, if anyone wanted to get in contact with you or listen to your comedy, how can we reach you? Um, if you guys listen to my comedy, listen at your own risk. You know, just the one one one. Let y'all know, okay? <laughs> but uh, my Instagram is the Kendra Crump Show. So the is in the k-y n as in nancy d as in david r a c as in cat r as in robert u as in under m as in mary p as in paul show s-h-o-w okay my youtube is kendra crump k-y-n-d-r-a space c-r-u-m-p all right and guys if you didn't have a chance to get all that i will have all that information for you in the show notes and you can just click on the links and you will go directly to her pages and you can get in contact with her All right. Well, Kendra, thank you so much for being on the Finding God podcast. It was a pleasure having you here. 
Thank you. And you're more than welcome to come on my podcast anytime. But thank you. I have to take you up on that offer. What an amazing interview. I especially like how open and transparent Kendra was in this interview. The thing that I like the most about the interview is when Kendra and I talk about how the church views homosexuality. Now, I think that as Christians, we get so caught up in our views of what is right and what is wrong that we forget to love people like Jesus loved people when he was here on earth. Like, I think about the time, I mentioned it in the podcast, um, when Jesus, so the lady who was caught in adultery, and everyone wanted to stone her, and he was like, he without sin cast the first stone. And that just shows you that Jesus didn't come to the world to condemn the world or condemn people. He came to show them love. And so I think that we are so caught up sometimes in, oh, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong. And we're just judging people like it's nobody's business. And we're not taking time to love people and realizing that God has given us grace and we need to extend that grace to other people. And that it's not our job to call people out or tell them whether they're right or wrong. That's not for us to do. Our job is to pray for people and to love people. And I think we get that confused. So I'm glad we had a chance to talk about that in the podcast and talk about how one sin is not worse than the other. There are a lot of sins in the Bible that's talked about and how we can't just grab one or two sins and be like, these are the worst when there are lots of sins in the Bible and talking about people is another one. So it's one of those things where I think we just need to put things in perspective, let God do the judging and let us do the loving. And that's what I liked about this interview. Now, our artist of the week is an amazing artist. His name is Suave Colleone. And we're going to be listening to his new single called Sitcom Love. Cools of the vibe, Parada and POF before you settle down. Best decision never make no mistakes, just when inside you settle down. And it's ups and downs. Always like the nation got economics. Martin and Gina just made it look easy on the 90s comics. 30 minutes or less is a frustration with light atomics. Matters is all themselves like the trending topics. Instead of family fuels, it's all about a survey says like Steve Harvey. I question the optics, now I'm seeking. Resolution after the commercial breaks. And happiness negotiates the term like the markets and interest rates. Real estate, she would often say, you only want what you want. My reply, babe, don't we all? So what's your point? Oh, we got Martin sick on love. Made it look easy. Sick on love. Like George and Weezy. Got sick on love, from above. Something old, something new, something borrowed. All my days is weak as free will under pressure. She's my sitcom love like Fran Drescher. 
That's my last name, is how you must address her. Question, can't you see that I'm mad about you? Like Paul Rosser, I'm a night guy, she's an early riser. I make up the finest chocolate complex like a diver's. Growing pain like deceivers, but the burst worth the complications. Started just friends like Jennifer Anderson. Quickies on lunch breaks on Duran and Habersham. Fell for the pretty neighbor like Sinclair Overton. Sitcom love. Yeah. I would like to thank you so much for being here with me today and listening to another inspirational story of how people find God. If you love the podcast as much as I love spending time with you, I encourage you to share this week's episode with a friend or family member and to make sure that you like and follow the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. I will also love it if you would leave a review for the podcast so you can let me know how much you are enjoying the show. If you would like to get in contact with Kendra, Suave, or myself, All of our contact information can be found in the show notes, and all you have to do is click on the links below, and you will definitely be able to get in contact with us. If you would like to be a guest on the podcast, click on the email address in the show notes, and let me know that you would like to be a guest, and I will make sure that I get in contact with you and schedule a day and a time for you to record an interview. If you would like to submit music to the podcast, click on the email address in the show notes and send me an email letting me know that you would like to submit a song to the show. In this email, send me a picture, a short bio, and an mp3 of the song that you would like to submit to the podcast. I think that is all for now. So until we meet again next week, have an amazing day and a wonderful weekend, and I will talk to you again next Saturday.